It's the Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast, presented by Planet Fitness. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com digital sports columnist and editor, joined today by senior writer from Bengals.com, Jeff Hobson, the author of a new book as well that's just out. He had a book signing today, as a matter of fact, with hopefully soon-to-be Hall of Famer Ken Anderson. Uh, the book is This Day in Bengals History, to kind of parlay off of what, you, what you've done on Bengals.com for years. I, I want to start, start there because we're going to talk some, some of the four and one, or the three and one start in the, in the Dolphins game coming up. But I'm guessing, like a lot of us do in this business, when you, you come up with ideas for content fillers, you, you, you maybe fall in love with a thing or two that you do. I'm guessing that was kind of this for you. This was probably a content filler that kind of evolved, right? Yeah, I think uh, it, uh, it grew as I was doing it. It kind of grew on me because I kind of approached it as, a, geez, this is another thing I'm going to have to do. You know, because there was so much going on during the 50th. But, I, you know, I, I kind of was interested in some of the stuff that I was finding. And, uh, you know, I kind of, the stories, each entry of each day got a little bit longer. So, uh, you know, I think uh, once once I got done, I, you know, I, I thought this would be a pretty good thing for, you know, just to put together as a book. I was thinking of, uh, I got a book for Christmas once, um, Day by day with the Boston Red Sox, different format, but kind of the same idea. Right, Just, right. Uh, kind of a kind of a diary deal, going through archives and uh, and news stories. What was the one? And it's hard to do that when we're talking talking a full full year's worth of day in history. Was there one or two where you went, "Wow, never knew that. Thought I knew that, but never knew that." Yeah, there was uh, there was a bunch of them. I guess uh, the Bill Berge trade. I didn't realize that. Uh, Basically, the Bengals went to court. You know, they basically filed for an injunction to uh, stop Bill Berge from signing from signing with the World Football League. Right. I remember he was um, jumping. Yep. And uh, which was which was pretty interesting. And uh, you know, I never knew that uh, Chris Collinsworth. It looked like he wasn't going to sign with the Bengals. I never knew about the. I never really. I mean, I read about the stuff in the early '80s, but you know. Not being in a not being in an NFL city, I really didn't know the impact what the USFL had on a team like the Bengals, where they had just won the Super, they had just won the AFC, gone to the Super Bowl in '81, and the club basically got raided. You know, uh, Collinsworth being the biggest name and signing a contract uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't take uh, wouldn't wouldn't go into wouldn't go into uh, play for two more years. He was with the right. Bengals for three years, but. He was going to be, and then he was going to go to the USFL. So it was that kind of stuff. I found I found very interesting, and also proved that no matter the era, no matter the technology, there was always news. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because we think of the NFL today as the twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five day news cycle, but there was even right years ago. I guess it just we didn't know quite as much of it on a day to day basis as we do today right. in the off on the off season, especially. Well, believe me, there was, you know, like uh, June and uh, June and July and uh, and uh, March. Probably the bulk of the stuff is from the twenty from the twenty four seven NFL calendar of the twenty first century, rather than what was going on in the, in the twentieth century. Yeah, you, you you shared one with me today, though, that I never knew. I, Ken Anderson, I knew retired after the nineteen eighty six season, but I never knew that he waited so late into 1987 to call that retirement. 
Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, like you said, I mean, he was 38 at the time. Right. And Boomer, and Boomer was clearly the starter, but he was apparently ready to go. One more one more shot, but I guess two weeks before he announced his retirement, he went to the doctor and basically said his uh, shoulder was uh, shoulder was done. Hey, Jeff, he was at the book signing today. You had a book signing in the, in the Bengals Pro Shop. What, what did that mean for him, to you, at least for him to show up for that? It's a, it's a great honor, you know, uh, that he would do that. He's, he's in town. To, uh, he does great work for uh, autistic adults. Yes. Um, you know, he's got a family member uh, who deals with that, and his family deals with that, and he's really done a lot of great work uh, raising, not only, raising not only money but awareness. And uh, he'll have a legends, uh, a post-game legends party after the Dolphins game. He'll have a bunch of the former guys are in town uh, after the Dolphin, after the Dolphins game. They'll meet at, uh, I believe, Montgomery Inn and uh, swap stories. And uh, for him to take the time to come down and help me open the, I couldn't think of a better guy, you know, to come down and help me launch the book, uh, whether it was him or Anthony or somebody like that. These guys who are, the names are still magic in town, you know, best quarterback. Not in the Hall of Fame. No question. No question. He, um, he said his favorite day was kind of uh, it's kind of interesting, Skinny. He said his he said his favorite day one of his favorite days was the day he got drafted. And I remember that day because I was uh, I was an 11 year old kid in Boston, Mass, home from a snowstorm. Oh wow! And uh, home from school, and that was the day the Patriots drafted Jim Plunkett number one. That's right. And they broke into the news station. The news was so big, and that's the day I became a Patriots fan. And, Went away from the Giants. It's also the day Ken Anderson got drafted and, and, and Archie Manning and Dan Pastorini. But the fact that that 11-year-old kid could grow up and cover a guy like Ken Anderson, is, uh, you know, that made today special. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that is awesome. Um, again, you can get the book in Bengals Pro Shop. Is it available in bookstores or just the Pro Shop, Jeff? Just the Pro Shop. You can also get it online, uh, yep. bengals.com uh, slash book. Yeah, I'm looking forward to thumbing through it. it it's going to be a great read, and certainly with Christmas not too far away, uh, yeah. would make a, a great Christmas gift for, for any Bengals fan because it's it's literally – it is a history of the Bengals in, in a nutshell for uh, for sure. So uh, I'd, like I'd like to thank you guys. I'd like to thank you and the uh, fellow and my fellow unwashed scribes coming up to say hello during the signing. That was, uh, that was a great thrill to see you guys come in. Yeah, we're, we're, we're happy for you for sure. Um, I know Bengals fans are happy with this team, Jeff, 3-1. and one. Um, What has surprised you the most, that they've done what they've done offensively, that they maybe haven't been as good defensively, or that they are just simply 3-1? and one? No, you know, I thought they'd be 3-1. and one. I'm, I'm surprised at how they've done it. They've done it, every, they've done it all kinds of ways, right. you know. They, uh, they came from behind in Indy. They, um, uh, they held on against Baltimore. Uh they had a, they won a slugfest with Atlanta. Well, not a slugfest, but a scoring fest. I guess what's next is the winner slug. I guess what's next is the winner slugfest. That's the only thing they haven't done yet. Um, but you know, they've. I think they're for a young team. Their role players have stepped up. Uh, you know, quicker than I thought. I mean, I thought this was going to be an evolving team. You know, I, I thought they were going to grow through the year. I think they will, but. When you see guys like Alex Erickson chipping in and Mark Walton chipping in and, uh, you know, um, Tyler Boyd become, you know, step up and become obviously a, a you know, a guy that could get a thousand yards. Um, I knew he was going to have a good year. I knew he'd probably be a, Man- a Mo Sanu or a Marvin Jones, but at the moment he's, uh, um, you know, he's, uh, ahead of AJ Green. 
yeah, uh, and, you know, as far as yards go, you know. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's a, that. That and the fact they're having trouble getting on third down, getting having trouble getting off the field on third down. Those are the, those are the biggest surprises. Does this offense keep rolling this way? I, I, I'm of the opinion it does, as long as obviously guys stay stay healthy and 14 stays erect. But, but does this yeah. offense keep rolling? I think in order for 14 to stay upright, they have to run the ball more. He can't keep throwing like this. I mean, you know, uh, you know. I mean, we've seen Body and Cordy Glenn, Body Hart and Cordy Glenn. I think they're, I think they they can be solid tackles. I think um, I think Cordy's a solid player. I think Bobby's getting a foothold, but you know they're not going. I mean, I don't know what bookend tackles. I mean, skinny. If I'm not mistaken, they're throwing seventy percent of the time. I think. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's, a, it's an average of forty attempts per game. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't think they can keep that up. Now, I, you know, I think uh, I think they can keep rolling. If, and I think we'll see it get a little bit more balanced with Joe Mixon back. Right. But uh, they can't keep. Uh, they, they can't keep 14 throwing the ball that much and uh, keep rolling. And it does look like Joe Mixon will be back with Giovanni Bernard. Maybe not so much. We'll see. Did not practice either the last two days. Um, but but it does look like Joe Mixon will be back Sunday, barring something unforeseen over the next day. Yeah, I think it, will, it looks to me, it looks to me skinny like Mixon's in and Gio's out. And right. John Ross and John Ross is probably out. Yes, correct, correct. That, yeah. That's a, which is that's which is. Well, you know, it's it's it's, but it's how they ended the game. Right, they ended the game without Geo, and uh, they ended the game without Geo and Ross, and still score when they had to. So that's what yeah. I mean about this team. It's a this team's got a little bit of, you know, the team. It strikes me a little bit like the '09 team. That '09 team had a little something special. Remember the cardiac cats? Yep. Um, they won those games real early. I think they were the, I think they were the first team, in uh, the first team ever. To win three straight division games, like within the last minute. So these guys kind of strike me that way a little bit. They're they're kind of they got a little bit of character to them. Uh, lastly, Jeff, on defense, you mentioned it already fifty seven percent is what they're giving up on third downs. Um, you know, we, I've asked, you've asked uh, Marvin Lewis, Terrell Austin. You know what? What? How do you fix it? How do you improve it? And you get a lot of generic answers of just got to do better. Um, what can they do to, to, to do better, and, and how much does Vontez Burfecht help it in that regard? You know, it's really kind of mind-boggling, Skinny, because you'd like to say, well, they've got to get better stopping the run, but the balls that are getting hit are like third and long. Right. You know, it's, it's not like they're getting carved on third and three or third and four, you know, which is which is kind of mind-boggling. It's, it's uh, I guess the stunning thing is they don't have, is, is they haven't gotten, and they and it's not like they're not getting pressure on the quarterback. So they seem to get it at key times, not all the time. Right, I don't, right. I don't know what the answer is there. I thought, you know, there was some criticism uh, that they did too much against Carolina. They blitzed them and stuff that it did too much and did too much to get pressure. And I thought they played, a, you know, I thought they played well enough. You know, they, they gave up a lot of yards and a lot of first downs against Atlanta, but they played – Good when they had to, which they did not do against, you know, uh, Atlanta. That's because maybe they went a little bit more, you know, vanilla or base. I don't know, but um, I think that kind of strikes me like the O nineteen too. The O nineteen had a better defense, but it had a knack. It had the knack for making a big play in a fourth quarter at the quarter. right time. Yep. And the defense does not that. Whether it be a 
whether it be a pick or a tip or uh, or or like sacks that they got. Uh, you know, they had a great stand after the after the block punt. Oh, that was huge, holding the field goal there, and then at the end, kind of what was other than Atlanta's last couple of plays after the touchdown, uh, hold them to a field goal in that scenario was was huge. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's one of those kind of hard to put your uh, finger on. I think you know. You, I think we were talking about it earlier today. You said there's no way a there's no way a team can really keep uh, giving that up. They're gonna you know once that once that bottoms out and they get it and they get it to a more manageable like forty percent. Uh, you know they're you know they. And they should have an easier time because I I agree with you. I think they're going to score twenty seven a game. Yeah, no, I think that that's that that's a that's a given. Um, finally, this is um, and lastly, uh, you you hear the phrase all the time: the, the classic trap game. Come off a big win, yeah. a, an emotional win, and and your main rival is is looming next week in Pittsburgh. Do you buy that? And how much does Joe Mixon's return and Vontez Burfitt's return and the energy they get from those two guys maybe help avoid this being a trap game? Oh, I think you're. I think you're exactly. You hit it right in the head. I, I. I mean, I love what Nixon brings in tangibles. Never mind that he's a. You know, he's a guy that oozes with 120 yard total yard potential. You know, passing and receiving. I mean, receiving and rushing. I mean, what he gives you. He's a very energetic guy. Very bubbly. Very enthusiastic. And uh, Perfect's the. Uh, Perfect's a different kind of. Uh, you know, he's a different kind of guy. A little bit. Uh, a little bit more edgy. A little bit hard nosed, but he gives these guys a lift in the same type of way, uh, you know. So I, I think you're exactly right. I think they're at home. I think they get some guys. I think they get some guys that really help them. Uh, that really help them mentally. Well, Jeff, I appreciate the time. Congratulations on the book again. For those that are looking for a great Christmas gift for a Bengals fan or just a, just a great read in general, this day in Bengals history, you can get it at the Bengals Pro Shop. It's really easy, right there at Paul Brown Stadium. Or you can go online, Bengals.com. Jeff, best of luck with the book, and uh, I'll see you this weekend. Skinny, can't thank you enough for help, uh, for having me on. Really appreciate it. You bet. That's the great Jeff Hobson from Bengals.com, senior writer. This has been the Skinny Podcast, presented by Planet Fitness.